and welcome to Dot Waves, a new podcast from Slung Low, looking at their epic year-long four-part production of Flood as part of Hull City of Culture 2017. The plan with this podcast over five episodes will be to give you a chance to get caught up on part two of the show, Abundance, which took place live in Hull back in April. Alongside that, you'll hopefully be able to learn some behind-the-scenes secrets about what goes into producing a site-specific theatre experience as ambitious as this one. I'll be speaking with a range of people involved in the show to get a better idea of what they did to turn a floating stage on a dock in Hull into a post-apocalyptic wasteland. So let's not waste any more time. There's no point me trying to explain to you what Flood is. We may as well dive straight in with Slunglow's artistic director, Alan Lane, who I met on site for the performance and filming of part three. Flood is a, a four-part epic about um, the future, the future of our country, when a big wave comes and wipes out Europe and then starts heading towards us. And it's about what people do when they know the end is coming, but also the second half of the year is about what people do when they try, when they survive the end and they try and re- rebuild a society. So Martin Green, who runs Hole 17, he's headhunter there, his provocation was for us to pitch to do something that we couldn't do anywhere else. And I think uh, that means two things for us. One of which is obviously about the opportunities, financially, logistically, ambitious-wise, to make something for the capital of culture. And, and that means that Flood is the biggest thing we've ever done. But it, but it was also to do with Hull. It was also to do with going to a place and thinking about uh, itself, about... about about the identity it has, but also the identity that it it, uh, it portrays to the rest of the country, the way in which it behaves, the way in which it talks about itself, and that's we ended up with this idea that the Christ could come back to Earth and he could come back uh, to Hull, and it would be two weeks before anyone noticed because um, Hull wouldn't tell anybody, and this idea that the city is at the end of the line and it is defiantly at the end of the line, but also it would be the first, it's the first that looks out. Um, looks out to the water, looks out to Europe, looks out to the rest of the world, and it is a it is a town that has its own um, specific politics. It was very proudly or very uh, vehemently uh, Brexit, which is really interesting for a port town. And so you end up with this discussion about what is its relation, what is this place a relationship to the other, what is this place a relationship to people from elsewhere uh, when they come here asking for help. This has been a play that we've made in Victoria Dock. So a Victoria Dock is the is the half-tide basin and then the housing estate immediately around it. And that's been a really great experience. These people watch us make this work. They, they, their children greet us when on the way and coming back from school. They see us when clearly things have gone wrong and they also take great pride when they see us on the television and they'll come running out to say, oh, I saw you on the telly box and, and you sounded all right. And so that idea of being this housing estates uh, company in residence has been incredibly uh, satisfying. So part two is the story up until the point where the end comes. And so it's, it's the uh, adrenaline-filled bit of the uh, disaster movie. It's the point when people realise the wave is coming and that there's nothing they can do about it. And so it's the story of, of a city being overwhelmed uh, at first by people arriving from all the other places that have been flooded and then finally by the water itself. And so the, the, the last 15 minutes is a sort of mad, noisy, wet uh, destruction of a city, uh, which is a lot of fun to do. So there you have it. The adrenaline fueled bit of a disaster movie coming right up. If you haven't watched part one from the sea, I'd recommend checking that out on YouTube first. 
But otherwise, strap in for the first section of Flood, part two, Abundance. What was it like? The city by the sea? It was my home. It wasn't rich, not like it used to be. Not great, like a hundred years ago. It was its own place. It was proud. We were proud of it. It was the end of the line, where the land stopped and the sea started. I lived on the edge of the dock in the wilderness, where my father lived and his father. My father worked on the ships and so did I, until the money ran out. Some of the lads went back when the whaling started again. For the oil, you remember. The sea, that was always where the money had come from. We knew it wasn't the greatest city in the world. It wasn't. But it was a city of the great world, safe world, the logical world, like Europe was back then. A bit of the world where there were no more monsters under the bed. Close your eyes. Listen. Does he hear the world like this? Does he find pattern? This is the fish and trawler Bastion. We have a casualty on board. Request emergency services. Over. Repeat, this is the fish and trawler Bastion. Approaching harbour. We have a casualty on board. Request emergency services. Over. She came to us one dawn, the girl. Far out. One dawn alone beneath the wine dark sea. One dawn, hauling in nets from the deep water, from 70 metres down in the dark. We pull in one net empty of all fish. In it, 100 life jackets. Orange, like those migrants leave on beaches. 100 life jackets and a girl. Curled, pale, naked, just bandages on hands. A drowned girl. Tattooed. Dead, but all her limbs arranged like a sculpture. Like someone high above had demanded order. Dead. No breath. My son, the mate, respectful, reaches to cover her and she sits up alive. Grasping for warmth like something newborn. They want you. Okay. What will you tell him? Little as possible. Unload the boat. Fish at the moment. Trying to eat half air, be healthy. She was dead. And then she wasn't. Wasn't dead. She started to breathe. You gave her CPR? No. But she started to breathe? Yeah. So she hadn't been in the water long. He didn't seem a man likely to believe in much, so I lied. Not long. But she was naked. Yeah. The clothes, they can be washed away by the water. Can they? So I'm told, when their boats sink. All the clothes? Perhaps. Apart from the jacket? The life jacket, yeah, the ones the margins Just one jacket? No, many. Not many jackets, just one girl? Yeah. So the others drowned? Perhaps. There have been no boats this far north. 
Where's she from? The sea. Which country? Don't know. Where is she? You want to see her? It's not a prison. No. They can't leave. No. It's not a prison. It's not a prison. You want to see the girl? Yeah. Because you saved her. There's a doctor now, but uh, another day, perhaps. There have been no boats this far north. Situations progress, don't they? You're new? We will share the room, then. Where do you come from? Don't know. Um, Muslim. You want to stay here, this country? In the detention center, where you come from is the most important thing. Outside these walls, no. In here, where you come from, it's the whole story. It is you. I have no story. Why? I don't remember. Nothing. The water, a fisherman lifted me. A fisherman? Yes. Do you know it? The city by the sea. It's my home. Always my home. Even when I walk far out at sea on the rigs. Even when I dream divers' dreams. Narcotic nitrogen dreams below the waves. You know the dying docks where once the world was brought. You know the new shopping centres offering always more than they deliver. You know the Victorian heart, built when the world was ours and before the world forgot us. You know the place where the grey sky meets the grey sea, where day by day the sea is taking back the land. You know the wilderness, out where things were once made, which now lies empty and where only the mad ones walk. But the city, when it is your city, is more than this. Is us. Who we are now formed from who we were every then. The past is present. A place we live haunted. Each street a separate room in a memory palace. Each step a motion through space but through time too until suddenly, someday, you can find yourself back where you began. This week, she has come home. This week, Natasha, my mother's come home. Our parents, they failed, this much you know. The world given them promised us the world of each generation rising, richer, easier, safe, more perfect, teeth whiter. Each generation more like people on an iPhone advert. All done. The world is dark and descending and afraid. The protesters are back. Do you know her? My mother was minister for abroad, for intervention, for democracy deposited down from 20,000 feet, for foreign wars, violence done to force good. And then all that fell apart because foreign wars caused torture in foreign prison cells and babies got burnt by phosphorus, choked by dust. And blood spilt abroad, splashed up into eyes at home and we could not see right or wrong. And she, my mother, she was disgraced. So, our parents failed. What price should they pay? 
Mother, come away from the window. They'll see you. That's what they want, isn't it? That frisson. What they want is to take you to The Hague. Or perhaps burn you if they find a convenient stake along the way. Is that what you want, too? Strange to have found my way home. Look across the ocean of our love. What do you see? A new world, one where we'll be free. We'll sail across that ocean of my love. Just you and me. Just you and me. Look up at the darkling sky above. What can you see? Stars, they'll speak to you in beauty. There's a smiling face looking down, my love, on you and me, on you and me. Take my hand and dive beneath the wave. What will we see deep inside the heart what of our mystery? What is it? Can you hear? You know, together no. we'll be safe. It is beautiful. Oh, you and me. Oh, you and me. And if we're ever forced oceans apart, where might you be? I'll skim a stone across the wild sea. And you'll know that you still hold my heart. Because I am you. And you are me, you are me. And if we're ever forced oceans apart, where might you be? I'll skim a stone across the wild sea. And you know that you'll still hold my heart, cause I am you. And you are me, you are me. Don't know that song. What is it? It's in English, yes? And you speak English. But you understood what I said. Learning. Tell me about the captain. The captain? Who brought you here. The fisherman. Yes. He took me up to the light. We know that people are being brought into the country here illegally. The further north, the weaker our defences. Sealed in shipping containers often. But uh, there are other routes. Trawlers meeting traffickers out to sea. We've suspected this. If the captain was involved in bringing you here from another country, it is a crime, his crime. There's a profit of misery. Which country are you from? I don't know what a country is. And so it began. Many days trying to solve a puzzle whose pieces were scattered. Rules of the game ignored. Most of them, the migrants who come in boats, hidden in lorries, sealed in containers, they know the rules. They read them posted in Facebook, Facebook groups. We change a policy. It's across a continent in a click. Are you from Syria? Egypt? Iran? I do not remember uh, before. You think I'm callous doing this job. You know 
there must be order. Half of you, your hearts bleed. The other half, they harden. Half of you, you see the poor, the fleeing masses as your children. You say, suffer, all the little ones come to us. The other half see their own sons and daughters dispossessed. English futures wrapped up and gifted away into foreign hands. And is there real natural justice in that? So, so say I'm callous. But if there's no order, one day you look down from your high windows, find the riot come tooth and claw to your street. At first, they ignored her. All these others detained, left her sitting in the corner of the room looking out to sea. But in the first days, there was a little girl joy in her before her dreams began. Her smile, it spelt the word delight. The light glistened where she sat. I had been here many months waiting for my yes or no. I wanted to teach her and she was thirsty for knowledge like a soldier stumbled out of the desert. You came here, why? I was not safe. Why? Because of what I believed. Why this place? Place. The country. Ah, I had an idea of it. What? That it was good, that it was fair, that it was safe. You want to stay? Yes. It's very cold out there. It is. Ah, oh, there is so much. They have so much. It is the best place in the world. The people, I do not know what they are thinking. Their faces are written in a different language. <sighs> but they have lost faith in themselves. They do not remember what they are. But I believe in them, even if they do not believe in themselves. And I believe that one day they will protect us. Us? The ones who need to be protected. You lived outside the walls? Yeah. I am illegal. I was caught. You want to stay? Ah, oh, I pray for this. Will you pray with me? I don't know. What is pray? You have a religion, yes? Everyone does. Don't remember. It is what preserves us. Faith. What? Want to see no one is watching. Why? It is dangerous to pray. Why? Because it is powerful. I will show you. Her face, it spelt the word delight. And soon the residents approach her. Eritreans, Syrians, Egyptians, Afghani. This place in England, this center, it holds the whole world. They give her little gifts. These ones who had nothing, but who had more than her because they knew who they were. And that's it for this episode of Dot Waves. Watch out for the next one to find out what happens with Gloriana and the other inhabitants of the city by the sea. We'll also be speaking with Flood's writer, James Phillips, in the next podcast, so it's sure to be an enlightening lesson. I'll see you then. (laughs) 